Welcome to the Android Guys in Brief podcast. This is a 15-minute show that generally never hits the 15-minute mark, so that's what you have to look forward to. Uh, my name is Scott Webster, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of Android Guys. Joining me today, I have Andrew Myrick, an editor for the website. How you doing, Andrew? Doing all right. How about yourself? I uh, can't complain. Weather's nice. It's uh, spring, and to enjoy the allergies that's that's my favorite time oh, of the yeah. year waking up with the stuffy nose and the snotty eyes oh yeah so uh, a little bit about the format we tend to cover just a couple of items this is pretty much the stuff that you need to know or that we think is important kind of surfaces uh to the top there's a lot going on in the android space but what we try to do is curate some of the things that are the most important or perhaps the most relevant to you as the listener. So uh, with that today, we have three topics. Uh, we'll jump right into the first one. Nokia, uh, HMD Global has unveiled the Nokia X6 smartphone uh, in China. So a couple of things here. I'll just touch on a few of the specs and then toss it over to you, Andrew. Uh, this has a 19, point, 19 to 9 aspect ratio. Uh, it does include the notch on the display. It's a 5.8-inch display, I believe. This is a Qualcomm Snapdragon processor. Uh, for those keeping track at home, it's a 636 chip. Uh, and you'll get 4 and 6 gigabyte RAM options and I believe up to 64 gigs of storage. Uh, the back features two cameras, 16 megapixel and a 5 megapixel. One is the color and the other is monochrome. So uh, these are Android 8.1 phones, uh, and let's see, a 3,060 milliamp hour battery, USB-C, fingerprint sensor, headphone jack, pretty much everything you expect in a phone. Uh, so price looks like the base model is only going to be about 200 bucks. What does this? Uh, well, let me temper the question. This is a uh, phone that probably may not come to the United States, but what does this tell you about like what Nokia is doing, Andrew? It needs to come to the U.S. This phone, I mean, it doesn't, it's not anything super amazing, um, but it looks like a good like Honor 7X, Huawei Mate SE competitor, mm -hmm. and it seems like it has a solid spec sheet, solid build quality it has the nice two to one to, or 19 by 9 aspect ratio with the little notch at the top and then um the chin at the bottom which i still i hate the i hate the fact that they go bezel-less all around except for the notch and then the chin at the bottom but mm -hmm. hopefully the or more uh android oems will get on board with the fully bezel-less kind of thing going on so I mean, you're an iphone user um and you are familiar with the notch having used it personally correct Yes. How does that, I mean, it's not something I've had experience with, so I'll ask you, how does that feel? Is it something you get used to, or is it something that when you kind of notice it, you can't unnotice it? Uh, you know, as a user, what's, what's your perspective of the notch? When I first got my X, it, was, it wasn't like an eyesore, but I knew it was there. And I've had my iPhone for a few months now, and it, it just goes away. Um, there's some software tweaks like uh, YouTube, like when you're watching videos or something like that, where you can expand 
the video and that'll show the notch in the video and it's still kind of out of the way, but it can still get in the way depending upon what kind of content you're watching. But if you want to try and pinch to pinch to shrink the video, it hides the notch and just puts it in uh, kind of a letterbox format, so to speak. Gotcha. And it seems looking at the screenshots for the Nokia X6, uh, they're doing the same thing depending upon what app you're using. Like looking at the camera app they have here, it's completely black. Like there's a black bar on the outside of the toolbar there. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, the notch, it, it's, I can see where it'd be bothersome for some, but it's not, a, to me, it's not a big deal. I don't, I don't see why everybody's making a huge deal out of it because we want bigger displays and this is a way to get bigger displays and Android P is even offering integration for uh, devices with notches in them. Mm-hmm. So Google's working on their end for on the stock side of things to make sure that we won't have to worry about things getting cut off awkwardly and stuff like that. We just need the OEMs and the app developers to jump on board and then everything. I think everything will be fine. And I'm perfectly okay with this. Yeah. I think for me, the perception was, you know, this is going to be edge to edge the entire time. And you're going to have that speaker grill or that notch in there so that no matter what you're doing, it's going to be there. And if you're in an email program or Facebook or just doing basic things, it's kind of not there. I mean, it's just kind of out of sight, uh, unobtrusive. But if you flip it over and start watching Netflix or YouTube or some kind of video, and then you do expand that, that it's like, man, that's really kind of like some guy wearing a hat at the theater sitting just off to the side and it's just always there. It's like, can you tune it out? Sure. But uh, so that's just, that was my initial reaction to it. Um, But I know that every developer or phone maker tends to use something a little bit different with the way that uh, displays, you know, it's not all the time. So uh, $200 phone, man, this thing, it's, it's, it's a type of, I mean, Nokia makes solid stuff, and they do really well. Their numbers are doing pretty well so far in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. I like the concept of this phone. I like the specs of it. Um, you know, for people who are like, oh, it's, who's going to release a phone in the middle of 2018 with the Snapdragon 636? But that's, you know, those are more power efficient. Those are more, you know, you look at a 3,000 milliamp battery. It's like, why not hire? It's like, you know, between Android continuing to get optimized and a more mid-level performance, you know, you're not going to just be running this thing hot all the time. So I think it's a nice, pretty compelling package, and I would like to see something like this from them, uh, you know, direct-to-consumer, at least, in the U.S. Yeah, anything else? That $200 price point point is just something that I think we need here in the U.S. Uh, It'll Mm -hmm. be interesting to see if Nokia decides to pull the trigger and bring it here or not. Yeah, well, and they've got the name recognition. It's been a few years since people have purchased or are pretty aware of Nokia, but it's not like they're starting out from scratch. People are going to say, oh, yeah, I remember Nokia. I had Nokia before. I went to a smartphone. and Right. Um, but I'd, I'd like to try something like this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Let's move on to topic number two. Uh, HTC has announced that it is working on a blockchain phone. Uh, This will be called the Exodus. Uh, So 
do you want to take this one here? Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about the phone? Yeah. So HTC kind of surprised everyone because we're waiting for like the release of the U12 or the U12 Plus. Um, but the company confirmed to the next web that it's working on Exodus, its new blockchain phone, and it should be coming to consumers by the end of the year. Um, as for what cryptocurrency it's going to support, it's going to support Bitcoin, Definity, Ethereum, and a few others, thanks to a, a universal wallet. And then whoever owns the Exodus will be able to trade cryptocurrency for free, which is pretty sweet. Uh, another pretty cool fact is HTC is actually considering letting customers pay for the Exodus with cryptocurrency, which is <laughs> quite interesting because of the volatility that crypto is currently in. Uh, everybody remembers when Bitcoin was like $20,000 and then it plummeted in the last few months. Yeah. So it's about just under half of that now, about 9,000 for just a Bitcoin, but the market, you know, if, like you said, it's volatile, it's a volatile market. Um, I like the idea of them kind of dabbling in that space and being one of the first companies to say, Hey, you know, we'll take it. It's like a company saying, Hey, we accept PayPal, you know, for a while it was kind of like, Oh, that's cool. I don't have to use a credit card. I can actually use my PayPal or Venmo. And to see somebody do that um, to purchase the phone is cool. Um, you know, I have an actual computer app called Exodus for my PC that is a crypto wallet. And I don't know if that's pure uh, coincidence or what, but that's it's a uh, it's an app that I have or a program that I have to store, uh, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and a whole bunch of other tokens that uh, continues to roll out. But it's um, it's a cool concept. I, I like the idea that your phone is you know more secure. Uh, and it has the blockchain technology so that it's not something that you're just like, well, I've got a phone and I downloaded the apps, but it's a hardware wallet, you know, and that's something where if you purchase or have crypto, you want to store it somewhere. You don't always want to keep it in the cloud or have it on a, a hard drive on your computer. You want to kind of keep it in a place that you can access it. So uh, how much will this phone run? Have they given us any indication what this thing will be. Yeah, they haven't said anything about pricing just yet. Um, and, but all we know in terms of any type of timeline is that it's supposed to be coming later this year. Um, but it, we'll just have to wait and see what HTC says when it's ready. Uh, yeah. There's not really too much other details on it other than that. It just seems ex it's surprising to me that HTC is doing this um, because they said that they're going to stop trying to compete in the rat race. And I guess this is their way of doing that by doing something completely different and off the wall and unexpected. Mm -hmm. no. Cause we know HTC is hurting pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, the last, the last few years have not been kind to HTC. Right. And it's, this is a big step. If they go out there and say, Hey, we're going all in on this, or we're going to do a line of devices, or we're going to get into crypto. We're going to pair with some, you know, online, uh, trading service or some kind of digital wallet, anything like that. It's like, I don't know where their head is on this, but uh, hey, 
throw it at the wall, see if it sticks, you know, whatever. Good old spaghetti tactics. <laughs> uh, so topic three is a uh, short and sweet one here. Samsung has announced the Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus are getting some new colors. These are Sunrise Gold and Burgundy Red. Uh, they'll be available here in May, but currently they're only planned for China and South Korea. It's not uncommon for Samsung to do this, to release their flagship device, put it out in a couple of colors, and then later on it's, here's a special one for Best Buy, or here's one for the Olympics, here's one for, uh, did they do, was it the Avengers one? Or the, um, am I thinking, was it Samsung? No, I think that was one, I think that's one plus. One plus. Who did the, uh, yeah. yeah, that shows how much I, how clear my head is right now. Uh, so, yeah. What do you think? Is it uh, should they've just announced these colors to begin with? Is it silly? What what's your? I mean, what if you bought one and now there's a different color that you think is more attractive? What do you what do you do as a consumer? You get annoyed. Um, uh-huh. At least I would. But it seems like we've seen it, it. It seems like we've been seeing this more often the last few years. I mean, OnePlus has been notorious for releasing special edition phones. Um. A couple like right in between launch cycles, so they will release two phones a year, uh, like the five T and then the the six is co- or the five and the five T last year, and the, but there was like some special edition releases in between there, and it's just like to try and drum up drum up more business for like the, it seems to me at least that it's to try and drum up more business for when they're not actively when they didn't just release a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like Samsung has caught on to that and has been doing the same thing. I don't know who did it first. I may be uh, misremembering. But I don't really care personally about these colors because I think my favorite is still the lilac purple. Mm-hmm. You know, I had the ability to see that in person at a hands-on event, and it was amazing, and I love that color. Um, but the burgundy red reminds me of my Galaxy S3, which I had in burgundy red which was also the first time that I used Android exclusively without having an iPhone also. Gotcha. Um, and really jump-started me into my wave. Of, so, like, seeing the S9 come in burgundy red is kind of a nostalgia factor. It just kind of sucks that it's not coming here. At least that Samsung is, hasn't announced that it's coming here. Sure. Yeah, so uh, next month, June, looks like uh, other markets such as Germany, uh, Mexico, Russia, Australia, Spain, a handful of others. Nothing else about the U.S. Uh, quick thing about the color. According to Samsung, the Sunrise Gold features a satin gloss finish. And the Burgundy Red is, quote, one of the deepest reds available. So I don't know if that's in a phone or just the deepest red, <laughs> period. Yeah, I mean, it's just Samsung using their uh, buzzwords. Yeah. Uh, Price-wise, is this just going to be the same? Have you seen any indication that it's going to be a premium or anything like that? I haven't seen anything. I don't think that I've seen anything regarding um, whether it's going to cost more. Um, Yeah, I don't see anything that it's going to cost more, so I'm assuming it's going to stick around the same price as the other color variants that were available at launch. Which is a good thing. At least they're not charging a premium just for two two fancy new colors. Right. It's 
interesting to think about how for the longest time phones were just black and then people were so excited to get white and then now you don't really see too many of those like just black or just white everything has to be you know of course midnight black is one thing but you've got shades of grays and blues and purples and a lot of different colors that you wouldn't have thought about in a phone you know just a few years ago yeah i mean it's pretty sweet to have to not be limited just to one color one or two colors it's it's great to see oems like actually giving you a bunch of different options at least for the flagship models right uh so i think that's going to do it for today um i want to thank andrew for joining uh, my name is Scott Webster. This is the Android Guys in Brief podcast. We do this every couple of days. Typically takes about uh, 15 minutes. And uh, we don't do it every day because there's not always something that you're going to have to listen to or need to know about. Uh, so be sure to check out androidguys.com. If you have any uh, feedback or questions, anything about the podcast, shoot us an email at podcast at androidguys.com. And if you want to like or subscribe or download or whatever, go to your favorite podcast destination and find us. We're available pretty much everywhere. Thanks, and we'll see you guys soon.